Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast with Blaine Gilmer here and Tavares King, my co-host. We're a Believe Network podcast and also streaming here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. So right off the bat, if you don't already and you love all things football and sports related, then hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Go ahead and throw us a like in there. And uh, TK, it's an eventful night with the first CFP committee top 25 rankings having just come out yeah man those things came out i think they're gonna make a few people <laughs> people a little bit angry uh with what what's been out what's what's out there but uh but yeah man we got us exciting night got us some braves on the on the on the tv as well so we got us a, we got us a dope some dope stuff to talk about Oh, no doubt. And, you know, one thing that I think everybody sees and they talked about it as a trend that was going on during the the show is the head to head matters. They were putting if you beat a team, they were putting you ahead of them right uh, right up above it. So we'll talk about kind of those themes and where we saw we'll we'll address the entire CFP as a whole here in just a second. Um, but then also, TK, since we do touch on a lot of SEC stuff here, uh, we will you know, say where those SEC teams are ranked, uh, what the Georgia quarterback situation uh, looks like and, and maybe will look like going forward. We'll talk some about that. And also the battle for the SEC West that is going on later this, this year. But in terms of the college football playoff, I don't think anybody would have bet. Maybe they, they would have looked. Maybe they should look this way. But I don't think anybody would have bet that they did look this way. But speaking of betting, TK, if you had put some money on it, you could probably get that that uh, bet, you know, those odds and everything over on Bet Online. And we're going to talk about them real quick before we get going here because Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new interface and website over there for the start of basketball season. Got, you know, foot, the rest of football going up. Game six of the World Series tonight, NHL, Vegas casino games, everything you can imagine. So head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo that's Believe50, B L E A V. 5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to Vegas casino games. Like I said, don't wait to take advantage of all the available deals over the 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, TK, speaking of where the game starts, you know, these first rankings are kind of where the postseason starts, right? That push, that push for the 
playoffs, that push for the opportunity to win a uh, national championship. So here are, we're going to put them up in the middle of the screen here, and I'm going to slide over here so I can still be on, on screen here, TK. But uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon in those top four with Ohio State and Cincinnati on the outside looking in. Um, we'll touch on the the rankings later on, down on that later, TK. But I want to hear from a, a player's standpoint, uh, somebody who has played not only in the SEC but played against you know high level competition in different uh, bowl games and things like that. How much does this strength of schedule and the eye test and how these teams are just playing from a uh, and and their roster makeup you think go into the mind of this college football committee? Um, I think, it, I think it plays a, a big, a big part into it. I think strength of schedule plays a lot into it. And I think how you, how you played up until this point, um, goes a lot into it. Um, it's more, it, it looks more like a power ranking, um, in essence. So, um, I, I, I personally think that they got it right, man. Those are, those are the top, in my opinion, the top six teams, um, maybe, maybe even got that six one wrong with Cincinnati that we, you know, we've seen them struggle kind of for several weeks um hell all season almost but but um you know those first those those first four in I think are 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 pretty solid um Ohio State you can make an argument for them as well but but um you know the committee to me I think got it right I think that they they put the bet the teams that are playing the best the teams that um have, have played um Distance son here doesn't like Alabama, TK. Distance <laughs> son says just such a joke. Why is Bama number two after losing to AM and why is Oregon at four after losing to Stanford? So TK, what would you say I think, to I, I think it's son about there? I think it's about the body the body of work, man. You gotta look at the the body of work that they that they put in over time, not not just a a, a hiccup against the Texas AM Texas AM team that struggled. Um Zach Calzada probably played the bet the game of his life that night. Um, as well as those guys blocking up front. So I think with, I think that they again, uh, they're they're a power rank. This is a power ranking in essence. So yeah. um, they're 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 very powerful team. So I think that they belong in that two spot. Honestly, I I, I 100% agree with you. I think you know when you have uh, Alabama there, I don't know maybe two. You know could be a little bit too high based off of what they did, but I don't think there's any question. Anybody that's looking at it objectively is not going to say Alabama is not one of the best four teams in the country. And I think what they're going off of is there probably some recency bias based off what they've done in 2020 and things like that. Yeah, you've got a bunch of human beings in that room, TK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you and I talked about it earlier, you know, with the additions of Tyrone Willingham back on this uh, CFP college football committee. He's, he was a head coach at Stanford, at Notre Dame, at Washington. Also, they have Will Shields, who was an offensive lineman at Nebraska. They have John Urschel, who was an offensive lineman at Penn State. There are football people in this room right. where there's been more administrators and things like that in the past. Even you got Kentucky's AD in here and, and you know, can. Kentucky's AD has seen uh, a lot of these SEC teams up up close and, and yeah, he personal, gets right. He gets yeah, so so that that's a that's a little bit of that, and then also uh, you know some different the the Big Ten I thought got a lot of respect in this poll um, in mm-hmm. terms of you had a, a two lo- two loss Minnesota getting ranked in this poll, and some people I may question you know the only one I may question is of the AAC not getting any respect. I think Cincinnati got plenty of respect being in the top six. In fact, we we think they could even be lower than that based on how they've they've been playing and and the lack of t- 
teams they play and don't throw out Notre Dame, okay? Because mm-hmm. Notre Dame barely beat Florida State. Notre Dame uh, barely beat Toledo. And Notre Dame uh, beat a, a struggling North Carolina team last week. So North Carolina shouldn't even count as a good victory for Cincinnati, in my opinion. Um, no, but, no, I got to agree with you there. But TK, to. how much do you think it matters that there's more of those football type guys in there with the way they're putting head to head, you know, as a as a kind of a important criteria in this first poll? I mean, that's huge. I mean, it, it shows that, that you've got one, you've got folks on the committee that watch watch football week in and week out. Um, two, you got folks on the committee that understand football. They understand um, injuries. They understand uh, coaching situations. They understand momentum. Uh, so so they get it. So, again, to that point, I feel like this is more so a power ranking than anything. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're going to touch specifically on what it means for uh, – on what it means for SEC teams and things of that nature. But overall as a whole, TK, I think one thing you point out is uh, the Pac-12 got more benefit of the doubt than I thought they would with Oregon getting in four. I know they beat Ohio State, but the Pac-12 over the last few years, TK, has just been atrocious. But I think they're giving Oregon a lot of benefit of the doubt there, um, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau's a great, great player, and they're and they're starting to get get better over there on the offensive side of the ball as well. Mario Cristobal does a good job, so I think they're they're being a little bit kind to the Ducks there. Yeah, they might be a little be, be being a little bit nice to the to the Ducks. Uh, our guy Brian McClendon, Coach B Max over there, getting them right out there. Uh, so shout out to him. But but yeah, that 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 five and four spot. I feel like those are kind of interchangeable as well. You could you could put because Ohio State's they're playing good football right now. They're yeah. playing really really good football right now. Um, but I think they did the right think, thing giving think, it to Oregon with the head to head. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. But I, but to that point, I think right now I think Ohio State's probably a little better than them. Yeah, if they were playing this week, I would pick Ohio State to win the game. Agreed. Me yeah, ab- absolutely. So let's uh, real quick let's throw those those rankings back on the screen real quick. And you can see as far as SEC goes, because we do focus on SEC. seven uh, teams. Teams here. Yeah, seven teams. And so you see Georgia, uh, obviously at number one, who we're going to talk about the uh, quarterback situation here in a minute. But they have beaten the number 13 team in Auburn and the number 18 team in Kentucky. And I think you really see how much – credence they're given to head-to-head because Mississippi State just took care of business. They have three losses on the year, one to an LSU team, but they just beat Kentucky, and they put Kentucky uh, one below Mississippi State. So I think at least they're staying consistent, TK, in how they're how they're going about doing things. Yeah, you got to respect that. And, and, and to that point, I like that. Um, you know, we showed we, – we played you. We showed we're better than you. And, then yeah, I, I like that. Now, in terms of the – Texas A&M Aggies. They had probably, in my opinion, have the overall best win in in the country beating Alabama. Okay, I think that's that maybe the best win them and them or Oregon beating Ohio State. That's a battle for the best win. I think that's a big reason why those. Um, I think that's a big reason why they are, you know, ranked as as high as they are, and they have an even more you know chance to help themselves out this week when they go or that when they host Auburn this week, a game that we'll be breaking down later in the week. But Texas A&M has an opportunity to, you know, not probably not to get in the, the top four, but to climb themselves well up into that top ten before the season's over with. Yeah, 100%, bro. I, I, we talked about it on a show earlier. If they 
don't hiccup early in their season, then I mean they're they're sitting in the driver's seat of this thing, uh, Texas A and M. So I mean if they if they don't hiccup early, then they're then they're balling. Um, so but this weekend will be huge. Um, Texas A and M Auburn game will be a huge game because because we we could potentially have a us a, a, a three way tie in that in that uh, that SEC West over there. No doubt because A and M beat beat Alabama, and if if uh, Auburn were to beat A and M and or no if uh, they beat Alabama, I think if Auburn were to beat A and M and then and then beat also beat Alabama, you would end up having a three way tie over there in the mm-hmm. SEC West. So definitely that would be an interesting scenario over there. But I think you really see when you look at Texas A&M and you look at Mississippi State, I think you see the respect for Alabama because, TK, every in every scenario, head-to-head wins have ranked teams above the other one, except Mississippi State beat Texas A&M the week before they played Alabama, yet they're three spots behind them. But I think A&M – and what they've been doing. So I think there's two things that have mattered a lot. It's how teams have been playing recently, okay, mm-hmm. and their head-to-head victories. I think those were the two, you know, separating factors in this uh, in this first rankings. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely 100% agree with that. I think that how teams are playing right now has a lot to play play into to where they are, um, for sure. Yeah, so speaking of the number one team, we've talked about the Georgia Bulldogs. They've kind of separated themselves with their defensive unit alone just being the best unit in college football, hands down. I mean, they've they've almost scored as many touchdowns as they've allowed on the year, TK. It's, it's really a remarkable thing. But when you talk about Georgia, I think one thing that everybody wants to uh, talk about is how are – the Georgia Bulldogs going to be able to, you know, score with other teams. What's the quarterback situation look like for Georgia going forward once they get against some uh, more elite competition? And TK, you know, you and I have talked about this off air. We've kind of analyzed some of the some of the you know areas that Georgia has problems in offensively. What is your take on the Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels situation? I even saw you go to Twitter and start utilizing, uh, trying to get some opinions from some people. So what is your, after all your research and talking to people, what is your opinion right now on this Georgia quarterback situation? They ain't helped me at all because they, they, ain't, they ain't agree with me. I, I Man, I'm rocking steady, man. And, and, and here's why, bro. Uh, when – Stetson, Stetson, nobody's knocking JT Daniels' arm, his arm talent, his quarterback play. Nobody's knocking that. But when you have one, a coach, teammates, a team that believes in you and and really truly believes in you is putting the ball in your court, then it's hard to one go away from that. But two, in my person, in my own opinion, I think he gives us the best opportunity from a from a, a run run zone option perspective and. Just offensively, I think it opens our he opens our offense up a lot more because they have to respect him as a runner. Um, there was things in that Florida game uh, that I saw that I don't think JT Daniels could have done, like escape a pocket and get us get us 10, 12 yards on a third down um, to keep the chains moving. So to that point, and I've said it and I'll say it again, in our league, the SEC. You have to, have to, have to be able to run. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to escape the pocket because on the other side of the ball, those are there's big hungry guys over there, man. There's big, there's 
big hungry guys ready to come get you. So you got to be able to move and you got to be able to extend plays downfield. So I think mm. that being said, that Stetson is a guy that does that and, and has proven he does that really well. Well, and if Georgia still had Andrew Thomas and, uh, you know, Isaiah Wilson at tackles like they did a couple years ago, yeah, two first-round tackles, in there. Then, you instead, in the then JT Daniels can be in there all day long because, you know, right. he'll have plenty of time in a pocket, a big pocket. But now Georgia is is consistently, the way that that Florida game, they got beat four or five times by the three- and four-man pressures. And Setson Bennett had to escape, like you said. If JT Daniels is in there – for a couple of those plays, the Florida defender puts his face mask right there in his aorta and drives him into the ground. I mean, that's just how right. it goes, and the play's dead. People want to say that JT can, you know, uh, make throws quicker and, and has a stronger arm. Well, I told somebody the other day, it's hard to throw the ball if you're on your back. You know, I yeah. mean, that, that's just yeah, how yeah. it you goes. Gotta be able to, you got to be able to move and extend plays, bro. Um, and, and, and to that point, people were talking about um, – Stetson throwing up those two picks, man. Both of the the one pick I'll give him. The first pick should have back shouldered that thing. They were sitting all over the top of that thing. Second one, one was a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad decision, but they disguised coverage like really well. Um, they passed it off. Um, I mean, I I, th- I think Murray Murray said he would have threw that ball too. So so shoot, man. I, I I in my head, Stetson is the guy because he gives us the best option from a offensive perspective because he opens our offense up. Yeah. And, well, speaking of the guy, there's no question about who the guy is for Alabama, right? And when you talk about Alabama, Bryce Young, uh, you talk about mobility. What he has done in the last two weeks or two games that they've played, uh, TK, since they had a bye week this week, he has used his legs more. Uh, and I think that that it's almost been the Alabama staff trying to convince him to use his legs more. Hey, 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 man, you know, run. You know, you you can buy a little time. You've got that ability because he's always been – He's he said he's always been worried about being labeled a, you know, a running quarterback. He doesn't want to be known as that. He wants to be known as a guy who can get it done from the pocket. Well, that's all well and good, but um, Alabama has, you know, needed him to be able to extend plays. How deadly he was on third down in that Tennessee game, TK. Mm-hmm that changed that game because Tennessee had a lot of momentum and they were coming after him, but they couldn't get Alabama off the field on third down when they needed to. And I think that's something that when you, it, you know, right now it seems inevitable that Alabama and Georgia could play in the SEC West, but Hey, there's two teams out there, uh, you know, that still have some things to say about the SEC West going forward, especially Auburn with them at Jordan air stadium. But, you know, what do you think with the kind of the evolution of Bryce young, right now in this Alabama offense, what does that kind of bring to it? Man, a, a huge element. You, If you've got a guy that can, one, extend plays, and not only extend plays, but beat you on the ground, um, gaining yards, then then that's special, um, super special. And, and if you've got that with the explosiveness that they have uh, out wide. Yeah, Jameson um, Williams and John Yeah, Jameson Williams. Yeah, John Minchie, Jameson, that 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 Swiss Army knife they've got there. I mean, when you got guys like that and you're extending plays, I don't think people understand how hard it is to cover uh, a, a cheetah. Yeah, for, a guy that runs a four for, three forty <laughs> for eight seconds. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a guy like Bryce Young that can extend plays, 
Um, and then shoot one downfield, and it's tough. It's tough to deal with. Um, so yeah, man, no, no wonder they're asking him to 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 be more mobile, and he has been more mobile. Um, because it's an asset. It's huge. It's a huge asset for him, and I think it's a big part of his game. Whether you want to be labeled that or not, um, be labeled a winner, my boy. Yeah, that, and I think that's what they're trying to convince him to do, and he's getting more comfortable, which uh, I think speaks to why you know they probably got the respect that they've gotten, and, and we're at number two in the poll um, now. Also, down at thirteen. Alabama, I mean, uh, Auburn is at 13 with Texas A&M right behind them at 14. They play this weekend. Like I said, we'll do a full preview for you guys that will uh, come out on Friday. Um, we'll, we'll record on Thursday night, and we'll have it on out for you on Friday. But just wanted to talk about Bo Nix for a minute, TK. I, I made a bold prediction on our last show that Bo Nix was about to enter into the greatest five-game stretch of his career and boy, did he start it off uh, that way against Ole Miss, going 22 of 30 for 276 and a touchdown through the air and eight eight rushes for 30 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. The man is playing some good football, and your your former offensive coordinator and, and coach Mike Bobo uh, has Bo Nix maturing into quite the quarterback. Yeah, uh, Coach Bobo is, I mean, He's he's had some really good ones. He's had he had Murray, he had Matthew Stafford. Um, he's 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 kind of a quarterback savant, bro. And 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 you can see it since since being bitched, benched, uh, bitched, bitched and benched. You know, bitched, bitched, benched, benched, all that. Uh, <laughs> since being benched, man, Bo Nix has freaking like you said been playing. He's been a bit different guy, and uh, I think he said it. He's kind of just let let his hair down, bro. I'm gonna cut loose and and do what I do. But with, with that cutting loose, I think a lot of that um growing up between the ears is taking place from Coach Bobo. Um I think that he he's a guy that can get quarterbacks to do and understand exactly what he wants them to understand, as well as a guy that puts them in positions to to make the best plays and make the smartest plays. Um you see Jarquez and Tank Bigsby making plays, uh balling and you, and and doing it in creative ways, he's finding creative ways to get the ball. So they're that offense is rolling. I think that they have an opportunity in front of them that's huge. The biggest thing that I'm uh, worried about from an Auburn Tiger perspective, Eagle, whatever y'all are, um, <laughs> Plainsman, Eagles, Tigers. Yeah, well, I don't know what they, I don't know. The biggest thing I'm worried about though is that is that defense, man. If, if they can if they can hold up against Zach Zach Calzada. Um, and that, and that Texas A&M offense, those, hold those backs. They got they got backs too. Yeah, A Chain and Spiller. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. they're, really, they're really playing right now. A Chain is world class speed, of course. And like I said we're gonna we're gonna dive into that one on Friday. But TK, I think one big thing that you saw for Auburn defensively was the return of Owen Papo. He was out for he had missed four games. He's a guy from uh from from the from Georgia played in the high school ranks at Georgia. Um, Georgia wanted Owen Papo badly. And, you know, he's a, he's a tremendous linebacker there edge guy, you know, as well for Auburn and had five tackles, a tackle for a loss in that game, kind of working his way back. But when you have, when you have him healthy, uh, when they've got a guy like Roger McCreary, who's going to make him some paper this spring, T- TK. Roger McCreary's going to oh, be he's a, a ball. He's, he's, he's a baller, bro. We he, talked he, about him on the show early. Smart, uh, 
instinctive. Lengthy, lengthy. He's got yeah, that. He's that type. He's he he's he's what you want in a corner nowadays. So when you have here's what intrigues me about Auburn. If Auburn can carry this momentum and they can go into Texas A&M, which I'm not giving a prediction one way or the other, but if they could beat Texas A&M this week uh, in College Station, do not think that Brian Harson and Mike Bobo and stuff won't use that to to you know help this team mentally when it comes to Alabama as well, right? Hey, you, Alabama lost to uh, A&M in College Station. We just took care of business there, and now we got them coming to our place later in the year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that from that perspective, Auburn feels like they're controlling their own, and they are. They're controlling their own destiny right now. Obviously, they'll need a little help. Um, maybe. Actually, they don't they, need if, no they, help. if they went out, they're in. They're in Atlanta. Yeah, they don't need no help. They're controlling their own destiny, man. That's a fun place to be. Um, you gotta, you gotta know that those kids are excited. Those coach, that staff's excited. So yeah, bro. You don't. You what? What more motivation do you need? Absolutely. So, uh, really, realistically, there's three teams that could end up in Atlanta facing um, facing Georgia. I think it just got harder for Texas A&M because in order for it to happen, they they were where it would have to be a three way tie, and that so they they would have to Texas A&M. I think would have to uh, beat Auburn, then Auburn beat Alabama, then everybody would have have two losses, and then the highest ranked team is the one that goes to the the SEC championship. So there is that, that yeah, there is that scenario, and and Alabama starting at two in the college football playoff rankings that already helps them out a lot in that race. Because um, even if they were to lose a game, I don't know how far they would drop. Uh, of course, with the college football rankings now and them, uh, you know, this week having regarded head to head so heavily, that's very interesting to see. But guys, uh, in terms of Auburn, like TK said, they control their own destiny. Georgia has already kind of separated themselves. They beat Auburn 34-10 in uh, Jordan Air. So I'm really intrigued, TK. You saw Alabama beat Florida 31-29. Uh, Georgia takes care of business 34-7, doesn't even have a great game offensively and does that as well. So I, I'm just wondering, with this Georgia team, it feels like they have the unit where usually uh, in the last four or five years it's been that Alabama offense that has been the unit that separates them from everyone else. It feels like the script has flipped a little bit and now Georgia has that unit that separates them from every other team in the country in that defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. You got a defense that's that's constantly got an off- offense that's backed up. You got a defense that's constantly getting turnovers. You got a defense that's constantly making the offense go in reverse. Um, then I would I would have to say so, man. They they I think they're giving up six point six points a game. Yeah. Uh, so six. I mean, that's 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 super freakish, bro. They're, they're eight they're, games in, and they've not given up more than thirteen points in a single game. Yeah, that's um, that's getting it done, man. I, that's that's getting it done, and it's and it's fun to watch, bro. The guy, everybody on that squad is a ball hawk. Everybody on that on the defensive squad wants to make a play. Mm, you watch Nolan Smith, uh, just take it out of out of AR-15's hands, um, it, bro. What I mean, just that's that's real deal heads up football right there. So it was fun to watch. Um, but he's not the only one that plays like that. Uh, a Matt and a Matt and uh, Adam Anderson. Yeah, Adam Anderson man. plays like that. Uh, they all get after it up there, bro. So, so when, uh, when you've got guys getting after it like that, it's go, it's gonna 
lift the play of the defense, lift the play of the team, and you're going to get opportunities um, on your side of the field because they're not getting on our side of the field. So it's 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 fun. It's a fun thing to do. They help they help themselves out and they help the offense out tremendously as well. No doubt. And as we said it once again, if you're just joining us, uh, the college football playoff committee ranks Georgia number one, Alabama two, uh, and then you don't have another SEC team until you hit Auburn at 13, Texas A&M 14, and then a run of SEC teams with Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. TK, I was a little bit surprised by the Kentucky result um, this week. Having said that, though, we talked about it. Mississippi State with Zach Arnett and Mike Leach are really starting to get the culture of that program. Those guys are starting to buy in. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Zach Arnett around, honestly, with uh, how good that he's he's been as the defensive coordinator there for the Bulldogs. Mike Leach and company might have to uh, sell a few cow, extra cowbells or something over there to try to uh, get some money to keep him in. Uh, rang-a-lang, dang-a-lang, as, as you like to say in our show. But, uh, you know, they impressive win over Kentucky, I thought, um, because as as we mentioned, you know, Kentucky even had their moments where they looked like a, a, a good football team when they they played Georgia. They were just outmanned at the end of the day. But they their, their offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, did a good job, I think, trying to scheme things up. Old, uh, Mississippi State shut them down, and they turned the ball over, I think, four times. Uh, Kentucky did in that game, and that TK that'll just kill you every time. Yeah, bro. You know, uh, uh, Kentucky's coach uh, OC was trying to listen to us a little bit. I mean, I saw him getting the ball in his playmaker's hands early, so they were they were trying to do things differently. Just turn the ball over. Um, yeah, they were just giving it up, so shooting themselves in the foot. But from a Mississippi State perspective, bro, I think the thing that's so impressive about them is that Zach Arnett defense, and we talked about it over and over and over again, and we talked about it over and over and over again because they progressively gotten better and better and better um so to your point i don't i don't foresee him being there for too long because they gotten better in such a short time so i think that um that defense that defense is is special and will be special you know moving forward no doubt and uh the way this is setting up with these rankings you see auburn at 13 14 like we said playing each other tk uh my last observation here before we go watch the braves in game six is that i think auburn and texas a&m whoever wins that game has an opportunity with how the big 10 east is all gonna have to play each other here at the end of the year with ohio state michigan michigan state Mm -hmm. and how the big 12 with oklahoma oklahoma state and baylor are all going to play each other those teams could all end up being kind of in a circular firing squad so to speak and clip each other off and whoever wins this auburn and Texas A&M game has a chance to rattle up, you know, four, five, six spots, maybe find their way into the 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 New Year's six before things are all said and done. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, bro. It's 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 real deal crunch time for a lot of folks right now, um, especially those folks that's got those head to head losses and wins, um, or head to head losses. It's, it's it's true crunch time for them. And for a team like Auburn, man, i'm excited to watch how they handle handle themselves handle handle the rest of this year knowing that they control you know they're in the they're in their own driver's seat they control what happens to them so so it's a that that's going to be fun to watch i'm gonna go ahead and put a little star by the auburn, auburn tiger eagle plainsman uh <laughs> so i can so i can watch them but Absolutely. uh but yeah man 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm hyped about it. Let's get to it. Let's watch these Braves. No doubt. So, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. Turn on notifications so you get all the live content. And then find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow using at SEC, the number two underscore none. You see our uh, on the screen, I'm at bgilmer18, TK at TK Uno Dos. So, find us, second to none podcast. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and tune in uh, on Friday. We'll have an episode releasing for an in-depth preview of Auburn versus Mississippi. Or no, Auburn versus, uh, who did we Tam-U. say this week? I'm losing. Tamu. Tamu. Yeah, Auburn going to Texas A&M. So we will catch you guys on Friday. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 